You're listening to Creating the Perfect Experience, a podcast all about events, featuring conversations with creative professionals at the top of their game. We're sharing hot takes, tips, and tricks for designing and producing memorable moments for commercial, nonprofit, and media organizations. Here's your host, Mark Testa, founder and creative director of Mark Steven Agency. Today, we're going to do something slightly different. We'll be discussing a topic that seems hot right now uh, that everybody seems to be uh, discussing. I will be joined today with one of our designers, Kiara Bamia. Hi. She actually, good to see you, Kiara. <laughs> Kiara actually works with us as uh, one of our designers. She lives in Milan and works remotely, which works out really well. She was one of our interns, and then she kind of moved on and is now uh, experimenting and pushing the whole AI thing together. So I thought she'd be a great person to take some of the mystery out of it because we just recently worked together with an AI project and, um, you know, she's really having a lot of fun with it. So today's topic is AI or generative artificial intelligence. And we're going to discuss how it's affecting experiential design. So I know there's tremendous apprehension about the potential of AI, including me. Um, somebody suggested a while ago that I do a talk on this and I was like, well, I don't know anything about AI. Who am I to talk about it? Um, so I just kind of put it off. But what kept happening is I was in these discussions um, with various groups and they kept bringing it up. There was a fear about it. Um, some people felt it was cheating. Some people felt it was putting designers out of jobs. I was even told not even to talk about the subject because it was exposing some of our secrets. So I was like, all right, there's gotta be something here. Maybe we just have the discussion and see where it goes. So we did some research. Um, once again, speak with Kiara, we just kind of jumped into it. Once we realized we were already using it. And I think most people don't realize that they're already using AI. Wouldn't you say Kiara? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in some I way, so. right? In some yeah. way, you know, if you're if you're using SEO, if you're using Spotify, how do you think Spotify even knows here's here's the kind of music you like? It's listening to what you have listened to. So it's already out there. All your social media. How do you think Instagram keeps populating those images of those cute little puppies that you've already looked at and just keeps populating them over and over again? That's all AI. Also, we didn't even realize, too, that we were posting, we do inspirations of the week or the day. And, and this is where Kiara popped in and she's like, oh, I see what you're doing. We thought they're really cool designs. We didn't realize that they were actually AI generated. We just thought they were this coolest, you know, some new store in Paris. We, we thought was like, wow, that's really neat. Let's do it. But how do they do it? It seems so out, out there. Um, then we realized it was AI. Then we had to take a look at it. It's like, all right, now what's real, what's not real. Um, one of the people while we were posting imagery was Kiara and she was already starting to post on LinkedIn. And that's where I noticed what you were doing because we weren't early talking about it. We were just designing yeah. regular graphic design. Um, we'd, we'd send her something and say, hey, can you you know fix this or whatever, or lay this out? And then I was like, hey, Kiara, are you doing that? And she's like, yeah. Um, the other part we were using, we, we started experimenting with chat GPT, which I think people are probably most familiar with. Um, it's helping us create better emails. Uh, we are writing uh, some of our newsletters. Uh, it, it's something that may have taken us, say, 
a few hours is now taking us five to 10 minutes. Not to say we're not editing it and cleaning it up. And sometimes it looks very different than what we started with, but it is really helping us in that way. I think it's probably uh, good now to talk to Kiara and say how she got into it. Like what prompted you to even download the software and experiment? So yeah, in this like September, um, I was like looking around and I saw uh, posts on LinkedIn and I was attracted to it because I I never saw anything like this before. And with a friend, we started like experimenting and we created an initiative, which is called 1AM. And we were like uh, experimenting with AI because we saw the potential for especially design and like our profession and also to speed up processes. And we saw it as a tool. We were like attracted to it. So we downloaded the software and at the beginning it was free, but then now it's like with a subscription because more more people started to using it and they're they're trying to regulate like uh, to regulate it and then um, we we started to improve like our process and to understand how it works and it's a really like long job to understand so it's a real tool like learning Illustrator or Photoshop in my opinion. Yeah. It's interesting. The software we're using is Midjourney. That's the one you're yeah. using right now, and it's interesting because yeah. now. At the time of the recording, it is now mid-July. So you've been now mm -hmm. practicing with this in September. Uh, getting pretty good at it. Yeah. So there's a bit of a learning curve. Um, I think, like you said, like anything else, one of the reasons that we're even talking about AI um, and we're trying to incorporate into our workflow is that, and, and Kiara touched upon this too, is it's helping us communicate with clients a little better. So I know when we had generated um, some of the work that we had, I was able to present your work with yeah. a lot, with some editing. I see you, you talked earlier about, you know, you even had to put some Photoshop in there to clean it up. We were able to do an image board to the client that they were able to respond to. So that was helpful. Also, the other thing is generating ideas. Everybody wants something new. So just like you would go on Pinterest or look in magazines or look in the real world, you need more ideas. And I think AI is, is pushing things a little further beyond what we even thought about. It's also pushing our creativity. So when we were looking at things and some of our posts and some stuff that we put through with Kiara, I mean, some things are just so out there. Um, I think you had something with, with the moon and, and stuff like that, yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> they're just things that, that could never be created in the real world, but look really, really cool. There's a fun factor there too. Also as a productivity tool, just like Photoshop, just like Illustrator, it is helping us be better designers. It's also helping us creating our first draft of elements. So, you know, just like I said, if you're doing Pinterest or you're doing books or you're, you're online and you're pulling photos or whatever it is, all these things are coming into your head and many times they can actually be props for the AI. Just like Photoshop though, Illustrator, um, these softwares are available to anybody, but it doesn't make you a great designer yet. As Kara said, you have to master it. Um, and I, I think this talks to the fact of like, well, you're giving away your secrets or I'm out of a job or, or uh, it's just, it's just easy. And it's a way of cheating. I think it's far from that. Would you agree, Kara? 
Yes. <laughs> no, it's really not cheating. It's, it's not cheating because you're <laughs> right. I haven't even touched it yet. I, I'm going to try experimenting myself. For example, if you get Final Cut Pro, you're not going to be Steven Spielberg. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You really need to learn it. And, and you've been designing, we've all been using Photoshop and Illustrator for years and years. Um, and particularly in our world, you know, you definitely need those human prompts to create the product. Um, outside of that, you also have to be able to edit it. You have to be able to engineer it. Like we're always trying to create something in the real world. We have to engineer it. Um, I think it will never substitute basic design um, structure, composition, if it's in writing or if it's in art, I think you always need those basics. And I think here you have, you know, you went to art school. Yeah. So all of that plays into it. If you didn't have those elements in place, you wouldn't be able to prompt AI to do what you wanted to. No, it's just like generating random ideas and like, but if you don't know what you want and you didn't like study to get what you want, I don't think you, you can have anything that it's useful for like anything for events or design, whatever. So this will never put designers out of jobs? No, in my no. opinion, not at all. Not, at least no. not right now. We have, a, if, if it does happen, <laughs> it's a very long way off. Um, I think we as humans, you know, it's all how we interpret things and how we adjust and how we create, but, you know, using AI to our advantage. So there are three main uh, softwares that people are using right now, particularly for our world. We're using MidJourney, the ChatGPT for written word and Stable Diffusion, which is another one which we haven't really touched upon yet, but I know that's that's out there. I think it's a lot easier for us to discuss maybe how you created a particular uh, project we just did. I think it'll all make more sense to everyone. Um, mm -hmm. More of a case study in the real world. So recently we just finished up a design for a festival. Uh, we had six large activations within those activations. We had a number of uh, smaller activations, everything from photo booth to lounges to, you know, set design. We had already gone through all of our um, ideas internally and we had, you know, probably two more to go. And I think we were all just like, well, what are we, what else are we going to do? I, my fear is that we were going to start uh, repeating some of the things we had already done. And I was concerned about that. And then I was like, well, this might be a good time to experiment. So we reached out to Karen. It's like, look, I have this idea. It was an icon, basically, or a it was a heart shaped heart shape, yeah. which was which was for clients on brand guidelines. We also had a set design, which were more like cubes. But I think for this particular case, we'll talk about the heart shape. Um, tell us, and I, and I I would say there's probably a series of steps. Um, one is prompts next generating ideas, refining the additional prompts, editing, reviewing the feasibility, engineering, and then final build. And we did all of these. And once again, I didn't realize what we were doing until we were kind of done and realized that we had actually created something from AI all the way to build within a uh, one month period. So when we gave you the heart, what were the prompts that you then had to go to mid journey with? 
So at the beginning, it's like uh, finding the right composition of like words and prompts that you that you're gonna put into Mid Journey to get what you want. And especially like you have to mention, for example, activation, like installation to get like something that is similar to what you want. Sorry to interrupt, but that was the words that yeah. you entered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Activation and installation, art shape. Um, then we like, we, we tried more things with Mark. And then at the, like, you can also input some images, like reference uh, images. Mm -hmm from Pinterest or like also your images, for example, the logo that we were given the, uh, like the actual icon uh, to give directions, but it's not like gonna precise, like mm -hmm. precisely what you want. So then you generate like a bunch of ideas, let's say, I don't know, 200, 100, wow. more or less. I would say, how many prompts did you give it to generate 200 ideas? The point is that you start maybe with, I don't know, three prompts and then mm -hmm. you keep like improving them. So um, it's just like uh, defining which words are useful and then you change it a bit and you remix the, the image many times and it gives you every time different things because if you remix mm -hmm. one, you're going to get four more every right. time. So it's like, and then it's really difficult also to choose between those images because it's like, uh, an art direction thing, I would say, like okay. art direction work. So yeah, mm, that right. was the process more or less. So like, I never saw 200. I didn't even know we generated that many because I saw maybe 10. So yes. you had already gone through the 200. You edited down to 10 with a series of prompts and then narrowed those prompts down and kept going and kept going and kept going. Then yeah. you gave us 10 you had told us you then did Photoshop over that. Yeah, because the difficulty was like rotating the heart because it's um, like in the in the icon that we were using it was rotated and the ai didn't want like didn't do it it was right. not able to understand it i tried many things but like it was impossible so at the end i had to use photoshop um in many like pictures that i had and uh, yeah and then edit them to to get what like was more similar to what we wanted. So there was like human intervention, let's say. That's interesting because the concept was a heart. So AI was thinking heart as a true stand-up heart, like you used to see it. And we needed to turn it, you know, yeah. 90 degrees. And it wasn't understanding something as simple as that. No matter how you try yeah. it, it just would not, even if you typed in 90 degree rotation, it was not going to do it. Wow. No, I tried everything. Wow. <laughs> See, and, and it, it goes back to the idea, no matter how simple it is or how smart it thinks it is, it cannot understand a basic concept. And then the human factor then comes in and fixes that. So Kara then sent us 10 designs, right? And then we went back and I think we narrowed it down a little bit more. And then you gave it a couple more. Did you get a couple more prompts on that after that? Or we just uh, yes. Yes, because after like reviewing them, uh, I knew more like how to adjust them better to to get the result we wanted. Very cool. And then we gave the client three. Client picked one. And then yep. we also looked at the feasibility of the 10. And I think every other event designer needs to build everything. So we needed to understand if it was feasible or not. So we narrowed it down to the three that we thought we could actually build. Uh, we showed the client 
uh, client picked one and we went with it actually. I don't think the client ever knew that it was AI because at the, by the time they got it, it looked like something we or we had rendered from scratch, which we technically yeah. did or you technically did. From that phase, we then figured out, okay, we're gonna do this. Um, how do we do it? And we then sent it to a builder. Um, we did a whole lot of CAD drawings on it, uh, laid it out, figured out the thickness of it because it was a freestanding part, multiple sliced into like uh, five different pieces that had to be freestanding with the photo op. Um, we then did all the engineering, how to stand it up. We adjusted the color slightly. Um, and once it got to engineering, we then built it. Uh, for us, even though, well, what is it built out of? Because it falls down, will it kill anybody? It ended up being styrofoam. So those are things we had to walk through. So the whole process, like I said, like I said probably took about a month and a half, six weeks before, you know, from the time we gave Kara the prompts to the time that she, um, we actually built it and it turned out great. Um, maybe what we'll do is, you know, put this, uh, transcript together and maybe show something maybe on social media uh, how it turned out um so i think too for us and i think for all designers particularly in the experiential world um i think what's key and on ai is that it one once again it's a great tool um but it's only a tool our job is to translate images from the concept and put it into real world I think that's what helps sets us, set us apart and really kind of pushes us. And that's why I don't, until AI can actually build things in 3D, which I'm sure they're working on somewhere, um, there'll always be a place for us. Um, it's just like any other project where, you know, you, you may work, I don't know, let's work in a house. Yes, if you're an architect, you do this wonderful rendering of your home and then they can't build it. You know, you can present and you can draw and you can concept a hundred different ways, but if you can't execute it on site and in the real world, it doesn't mean anything. And that's kind of where we come in. Um, so, you know, Kiara can take the design. We then have to, a whole separate team has to then come and figure out how to make it. So I think that's what's important. Um, some of the ways I think AI can still help the design process uh, it can generate additional ideas that we may not have thought of, which I think we did here. I think too, and I think Kara did this too, is we refine and expand the ideas and concepts. So if we have a concept or you have a concept, you can keep building upon that with more and more prompts to give you outcomes that you may not have thought of. As well as visualize, visualizing a concept that you were thinking about. So maybe, I, I can't even think of an example, but... Uh, say there's this idea that like uh, clouds in the sky with, I don't know, unicorns, you know, you, you can say it in the real, you can say it all you want. <laughs> I don't know how to make that. But if you gave it to AI, AI would actually visualize it for you. Like it, it will take your words and things that you couldn't, the average person probably would have a difficult time drawing or spend tremendous amount of time drawing one example. And you can give these words and these crazy, crazy, crazy ideas to a computer and let it come up with these images that you can better communicate with people. Um, also recently read a Harvard Business Review as an article out. So I'm going to quote some of the stuff that they said. 
Um, AI is helping designers develop solutions that they may not have imagined using traditional approaches. So if we're drawing or we're using Photoshop or Illustrator, we're using these traditional approaches, but AI is, is taking it to another level. Um, the other thing is helping designer overcome biases such as a designer's fixation. Like for example, if I, if I have done the same thing over and over again, I build, I don't know, cars and I, they all look the same or even actually, actually cars do look the same. I think most cars do look the same. Um, it's going to push it in another direction. You know, we all get to a point where like, oh, I've done this, this, what's, this works, or I'm going to try this again. You start repeating some of your projects and you may say, you, you get kind of in this rut, you can't get out of it. AI will definitely help you push it, push your thinking beyond what you already know. Uh, as well as uh, individuals' experiences, we have all these experiences that make us designers, that things that we've seen, things that we've experienced, things that we like. Um, I think AI can take out, take us out of that world in a good way. You know, it, it'll pull you in places that you may not have thought of, um, which is pretty incredible. Um, so I think there's a huge, huge amount of upside to this. I'm all for AI. Kiara, what do you, are you into it? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I want right. to right. use it. Keep watching the stuff that's coming out, but be careful, you know. There is, there is this world where people are trying to trick you as to what's real and what's not. And I think we have been in a position too where we actually thought some things were real and what's not. Um, so I think that's important to keep in mind. But I, I do have a, a very positive outlook for it. I think of it as another tool. You know, there's always going to be resistance. Um, you know, people are always going to resist new things. You know, back in the day, people thought Photoshop was going to kill photography. Illustrator was going to kill drawing. Um, and I'll go about far, as far back as, you know, when calculate, when I was allowed to use a calculator in a school, they thought all of us kids were going to be stupid and couldn't add. Um, people will resist. Um, there's always this fear of being rendered obsolete. Um, look, we just got to keep learning, keep experimenting and kind of use the tools that are out there. And I think there's a whole upside to this. So I'm going to again quote Harvard Business Review, which states, Generative AI's greatest potential is not to replace humans, but rather assist humans to create unimaginable solutions. Um, so I hope this helps. Hope this helps shed some light on the AI and the creative world, particularly in experiential design. I want to thank Kiara for helping me clarify and explain things. I'd love to hear everybody's comments. Um, please hit us up, social media, and, and what you think about it. Thank you, Kiara. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to Creating the Perfect Experience. To get in touch and learn more, visit markstevenagency.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, let us know by leaving us a review or posting about us on social media. We love to see it. Until next time.